Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. It is a beautiful day to be behind the microphone. Microphone Hizzle. <laughs> right. Hey, oh, um, Corey told me a joke. You want to hear it? Yes, I dizzle. All right, I'm done. That's stupid. <laughs> he said, what do you call a song without a sound? A fart. <laughs> he said, a dead note. And I just looked at him and I said, that's a dad joke that just is just too stupid for me. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. I probably butchered it and said it wrong. I'm sure I did. But it was something along those lines. And he was like, you know what, man? When you do a toast, your toasts are stupid. And I'm like... Dude, them be fighting words, bro. Don't that be talking hurts, about my man. <laughs> we talk about my toast, man. I got some good toast when I'm cheersing people, man. Don't talk shit about my toast now. It's like, well, don't be talking shit about my jokes. And I'm like, I just didn't get it, bro. Sorry. I don't know. God bless you, Corey. Maybe one of these days you're gonna have the confidence to come on our podcast and grace us with your presence and tell your jokes yourself. And I don't have to butcher them trying to tell them for you. True. Maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's yours. It probably is. (laughs) It probably is. On that note, um, happy recording day. Uh, Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So um, another note, if it's not your fault for butchering it, that joke blows. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think the joke just blows. Um, and that's OK. We all have our shortcomings and faults. That's for sure. I've got some really good jokes. that are just super dirty, so I don't even bother to tell them. And uh He's got a ton of dad jokes. Some of them are funny. And some of them we just laugh just because it's so stupid. They're not really funny. They're just so unfunny that That's they're funny. funny. Yeah. So you could argue it's kind of funny anyway. Kind of. And then after every joke, he's like, That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Self-promotion. <laughs> He's his own hype man. Yeah, he is. So um, I got my my bourbon racks done 
finally. They're all cleaned up, assembled. Um, I threw some stain on there and some sealer. And I just need to kind of like take a double zero wire and uh, um, sander and just kind of sand down some of the high spots of the of the lacquer. And then I got to find the metal studs and, and put them up there. So this is, uh, this is good, man. Finally done. Yeah, you sent me that pick. They look pretty sweet. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And I had Micah helping me. And that was fun this weekend. He, uh... Does he like doing that? No, not really. <laughs> but it's, you know, he, he would rather just sit down and play video games or play on his phone all day. And I'm like, dude, it's just such a nice weekend. You got to get out of the house. Come on, spend time with me. Let's do something, you know. And he's all I like, I got this project. Yeet, yeet, dad. <laughs> I got to kill yeet, some yeet. sweats. <laughs> so we get outside and he immediately grabs the basketball. And I'm like, dude, I love you, but we didn't come outside to play basketball. We came outside to work on wood. You know, this project. Let's do it. And he's all reluctant and like, dad. And I'm like, dude. Come on, man. Spend time with your old man. This is what I want to do. Because I'm definitely not about to just sit across from you on my phone with you on your phone the whole damn weekend. Just don't work that way. It's quality time in 2021, man. And it's quality time, my ass. We both sat I, there ignoring each other. What else do yeah, you want? I, just, <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I know that's how a lot of marriages work and a lot of relationships work, but... I don't know, man. I I've, I can't stand it. So I, I feel like I'm turning into my dad where it's just like, I don't know. These kids these days, Dude, all they super do is random. sit on there. Yeah. Yeah, I cut you off because it just happened. So if I say something 10 minutes later, it's stupid. A okay. feather literally flew by. Your phone. A feather. I'm just... Where did it come from? <laughs> I've got angels watching over me, bro. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> they got pigeon wings because that feather was pretty small. <laughs> Dude, I swear to you, though, there was a little white feather that just floated across the screen. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you saw something in the spirit because we're entertaining angels unaware. Yes, we are. And now As we're aware. Fact, so what does that mean? Hey, I might be an angel, and I'm just not allowed to tell you. Nah. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't true. <laughs> are you my touch by an angel? Yeah, yeah, I'll touch you, all right. Nasty. <laughs> See, you ain't no angel. You a fallen angel. Hey, man, we uh, all fall down. Uh, we all so anyway. fall down. We all fall down. We all fall down. We all fall down. You know that song, Carmen? No. 
No, I don't know. R.I.P. By the way, did we ever talk about him dying? We did talk about him dying a few weeks ago. Yes. All right. Never mind. Yep. R.I.P. Carmen again. May you rest doubly in the courts of heaven. Maybe that was Carmen's feather floating down. Now you're on to something. Carmen's my guardian angel, and uh, his feather just went by the screen. You can't name one song. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can. Go. Our God is an awesome God. No. That is a Carmen song. Mm -mm. He sang it. I don't care. So who wrote it? I don't know. It wasn't Carmen. Oh, come on. I want to say that's a... What's his name? He's a white dude. Uh, Michael. Buble? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Michael W. Smith. Yes. He sung it way after Carmen. I Did you Google it? No. I'm going to Google I it. I did not. I just know that. This is what we're doing Carmen's- right now. Carmen's friend, unchurched podcast. Here we go. If you don't want to, if you don't want to hear this, fast forward. <laughs> We're going to be on this for four, five, seven minutes. We are obsessed with Carmen, or he is at least, and uh, CCM. Uh, Song wrote, by Michael W. Smith. Our God is an awesome God. Two big ones to you. Jesus, man. <clears throat> Told you. All right, all right, all right. Wait, 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 so wait, wait, wait. Oh, 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 dude. This is Apologize. Perfect. You're wrong. Well, here, right? here's a dilemma. Mm. I haven't clicked search yet. It's just populated the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So ten things that drop down. The first one is Michael W. Smith. And then nine, eight. So seven down is... Kirk Franklin. Why that's important. Have you seen the thing that's been blowing up on freaking social media about Kirk Franklin cursing out his son? No. Oh, dude, it's Uh, awesome. Let's talk about this. I want to get into this. All right. This is perfect. I'm so glad. I didn't even plan this, but this is working out perfectly. Okay. So Kirk Franklin... I was having a conversation with his 30-something-year-old son, okay? Okay. They both grown. His son decides to record this conversation, right? Which, okay. if you just put in Kirk Franklin in YouTube, I guarantee you. Just found it. Nine-minute and 38-second video on yeah. YouTube of Kirk Franklin cussing out his son. So, he does. He curses him out hardcore. Well, then, Hmm. if you go down a little bit of a rabbit hole, you can find Kirk Franklin explaining this and basically saying that the relationship between him and his son has been toxic for, like, years, and there's been therapy and all of that, and it's just never really... (laughs) What are you laughing at? I just I just looked up I looked up an article and um 
According to recent social media posts, gospel singer Kirk Franklin's 33-year-old son was threatened by his father that he would put his foot in his ass for disrespecting him. <laughs> I just think that's funny. I'm pretty sure he said something else about, like... Called him a bitch. Cutting his throat or something, or... He said, I'll break your neck, Nick. There you go. Yeah. And then his son is like, oh, was that a threat? So you watch it, and your your knee-jerk is like, oh my god, Kirk Franklin's a horrible man. But then if mm-hmm. you put your little thinking cap on, why was the son recording this? Yeah. Um, anyway, so then Kirk yeah, Franklin puts know. out a video basically apologizing he said he was heated in the moment. He said some things that he needs to apologize because they were harsh. And he asked for forgiveness because he's an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and he goes on to, you know, kind of cliff note version. Like we have a toxic and have had a toxic relationship. Therapy's not working. But, you know, I got basically pissed off and I said some shit and he then says something and don't quote me verbatim here okay I'm paraphrasing for sure but basically like there was another part of the conversation that he did not play and the reason that he hung up the first time or the only time maybe on his son was because he was calling the therapist to get that person involved to mediate what was happening. But the son, of course, did not play that part of the recording. Just the demeaning, angry Kirk Franklin saying, I'll shove my goddamn foot up your fucking ass, you motherfucker. And that's what people initially hear and are like, <gasps> Kirk Franklin? But this is why I'm so happy this is happening. Oh, do tell. Call me an asshole, but fuck you. Like, people look at people in, you know, Kirk Franklin, Michael W. Smith, Carmen, the president. uh, I mean, Joel Osteen, like, name whoever's famous. And you put, like, your local pastor, even, who's not famous. He's just your pastor. Like, you put them on this pedestal. And you, you box them in to like, well, you're not human. Like you're God's chosen. And therefore you don't sin. You don't ever fuck up. You don't ever make a mistake. And if you do, we crucify you. And we're so ashamed. But at the end of the day, these are fucking humans. These are people. Yeah. And we put this, well, we put them on a pedestal and think much of them and hold them to these high standards that can't be attained, a.k.a. why we need Jesus to be our Savior and the slain one whose blood cleanses us from the sin because we can never live up to the law, right? Right. And I just yeah. think, dude, <clears throat> good on Kirk Franklin for this coming out. Let's have this conversation. Like, you don't need to put him on a pedestal. He pisses, he shits, he stubs his toe and goes, Oh, fuck. Yeah, he puts out amazing gospel music, and he has for decades, and that's awesome. 
But he's a human being. He's flawed. He's imperfect. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, it's one of the one of the saddest things about uh, the church and church life. We um, we we hold people to these high standards and forget that they're just people. There's no doubt about it. The truth is, is that we all fall short of the glory of God. What and if God we shouldn't was be. one of us? Oh my God, you just went all the way back. Jesus Christ Superstar, really? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if you guys don't know Jesus Christ Superstar, you guys gotta watch it. Like the original version from the 70s. Jesus Christ Superstar. Na, 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 na. I don't remember words, the words. We don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, dude. I'm. I'm. I just watched it and I thought, okay, so what? One, I wasn't there. Two, I don't think Kirk Franklin is Jesus Christ walking on water. And three. I just can't get over the fact how did how did his son know to record this conversation? Well, I got one even better for you. Like what's the full story here? You you're just trying uh, to defame yeah. your your dad? Yeah, retaliation, get back at him. Maybe his dad cut him off financially or something like that. Who well, knows? I think that was part of it. I think money have money must be involved. I kind of wish unfortunately. you. Honestly, I wish you'd pa- like we should pause this and you listen to it. I can. I, mean, I don't mind. We don't have to, but now, I think I get the gist of it from what I just read. Yeah, I mean, the the Frank, <laughs> the 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 truth of the matter is, is uh, you know, Kirk Franklin called him a bitch. Called him more than that. Yeah, but he called him a a bitch ass and uh, said that he would break his neck. And frankly, I agree with him. He is a bitch. He's a 33-year-old man who taped a conversation, a heated conversation between him and his famous father and then put it out on social media to defame him. And then acting like, that, was that a threat? Did he just threaten me? I'm the I victim think, here. I think that is a bitch-ass move. Uh, personally, I like I would never do that to my father. I would never do that to my dad. At all. Ever. Not in a million years. Uh, you know. But me and my dad have mutual respect between us as well. Um, well, and you're not claiming that there's some toxic relationship that's been a thing in therapy and this sure. and that. And, like, side note, if you're interested in this at all, please, on your own time, go listen to the recording of his son and then try and find Kirk Franklin's rebuttal slash apology and draw your own conclusion. You know, I mean, this is just my opinion and your opinion, but anyway. Well, I again, I just really think it's a bitch move to, to try to put him out there like that. Um, 
and I from <laughs> from what I've just read, I don't have any any problem with anything that he's had to say. Like uh, for me, I'm not surprised that Kirk Franklin is using explicitives. Like let's not forget that this is an older black man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he is. He's got a 33-year-old son. He's an older black man. And I don't know... Well, so what do you mean by of that? You, I don't know how many of you out there know or have any relationship with older black men. But older black men don't take shit. And they will cuss you out. And they will threaten to put their foot up your ass. That is a very old-school saying. That's some old school, old school black shit right there. I'm going to put my foot up your ass. <laughs> you know, that that's not new talk. You know, people today are, you know, they use new liberal words like, I don't even want to repeat them because they're so stupid. You know, like, uh, like, uh, I'll, I'll use one, this new term, doxing. Oh, you're doxing me. You're putting my information out online. You're doxing me. They, they get all these types of phrases and words that it, that that they've created. And it's like so <gasps> catching people off guard that shit like this is happening. But, dude, man, this is nothing, man. I'm looking at this. This is nothing. This is nothing at all. Uh, let me disrespect my dad like that. My dad would put his fist through my face, and rightfully so. Well, not only that, I mean, just <clears throat> put him in his place. Put you, for that matter. Absolutely. Like, bitch, who are you stepping to? Absolutely. You're my seat. Absolutely. You're going to talk to me like that? You're a grown-ass man. Right. What have you done? Dude, I, I can't tell you how many times my parents have snapped back at me and said, who the hell do you think you're talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've I've said some stuff to my mom and she just swung on me and just hit me like, boy, don't talk to me like that. I'm your mother. And it's like, shit, you're right. You're Should my have mom. I'm sorry. It. Gone viral. I <laughs> I, but she's in the right. If she slaps me on the arm. Or hits me and says, don't talk to me like that, I'm your mother. She has every right to do that. And I'm not going to freaking out her by putting her shit out online or something like that. Trying to paint the picture that she's this awful mom because she's not. She's a wonderful mother. Yeah. And and so even if Kirk Franklin wasn't in this dude's life his entire life or whatever, he's 33 years old. You're 33 years old, man. Grow a pair. Like, get some new shoes, stand on your own two feet, and stop acting like a little bitch. Well, and I got no problem saying it. The part of me that kind of enjoys conspiracy theories went to like. So, me and the wife are watching it, and then we start talking, like, oh my God, what's that song? Is it Stomp? So now we're like YouTube and Kirk Franklin songs, (laughs) and then we're like, Stomp. Mmm. Stop! Like we're singing along, dude. I haven't listened to Kirk Franklin in at least a decade. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so then I'm thinking, okay, did this kid do this to like go viral, or 
even a more sinister. Like, is Kirk Franklin in on this shit to make him more popular right now? I don't know. And probably not. I'm just, you know, exploring the thought. Yeah. But I, th- I did think it was funny that immediately it's like it didn't matter what happened because it's so stupid. And then I'm fucking YouTubing Kirk Franklin's most popular songs so that I can relive my, like, youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people might go out and buy his albums after this. Right? I mean, frankly, the uh, uh, dealing with your kids and being... Hold on. Oh, shit. It got too hot in here with this little heater going. Um... This is a lost art, in my opinion, and actually exercising your authority as a parent and putting your kid in check. It's lost art. Uh, everybody, you know, nowadays they just want to talk to their kids. They don't want to freaking yank them up like we got yanked up as kids because it's cruel and it's you know whatever. I swear to you, there's another white feather. I don't know what's happening in your room. I didn't see any damn white feather, bro. Is there one on your desk right now? Look straight down. Bro, there are no feathers in this office. <sighs> I need another drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you drink some more because you're seeing feathers. I told you Carmen is my guardian angel, and every time we talk about him, he's going to flap his wings. He's flapping his wings to cool me off because it got too hot in this office. My feet are starting to sweat. I bet him and Kirk were friends, and he's like, he's there right now, listening. He he appreciates me defending Kirk. But but seriously, I I think that um, people are too soft these days, and their kids run over them. I mean, it's definitely a a different culture, for sure. It's yeah, it's a different generation. It's a different time where we we think it's okay to just keep talking and keep repeating ourselves over and over and over again and letting our kids ignore us. And it's not okay. It's not uh, it doesn't teach children respect. When all you do is talk and repeat yourself over and over again and allow yourself as a parent to be disrespected by your kid. It doesn't teach them to honor and respect their elders. You know? Um, Well, there's no sense of authority and sovereignty. Sovereignty is not a bad thing. Except for in the government. Hey, forgive me, China. I didn't mean it. Don't come get me, China. I didn't mean it. Anyway, I I thought it was interesting. (laughs) Don't fucking talk about China. Um, and I'm I'm sort of glad it happened. And I guess at the same point, or at the same time, I mean. If everything we saw is real from both his son's recording and then his apology slash explanation, like if that's true, what Kirk Franklin said, dude, that sucks, man. Can you imagine like having this toxic 
relationship and then your son trying to just basically defame you publicly from a private conversation because you know not everyone's going to go search for Kirk Franklin's rebuttal. They're going to see that. They're going to hear it, whether they hear the unedited or the one where it's like, beep, you mu- beep, I'm going to beep your mother beep, ass with beep, you know, whatever version you hear. If you're a Kirk Franklin follower, you're most likely going to be like, oh, well, I got to get rid of his CDs and stop following him. Like, I don't respect him anymore, you know? And it's like, that's so shitty. Like, Hmm. it's so easy to cancel people. And then it's like, why don't you look at your life, man? Like, you think you're fucking perfect? This dude says some, like, words privately to his son who, who, you know, is obviously starting some shit. I mean, you don't just call your dad and be like, hey, dad, how's it going? And then the dad's like, I'm going to shove my motherfucking foot up your motherfucking ass. <laughs> like, that's not how that happens. You know what I'm saying? So you poke a bear and then you film it's the bear's reaction. And then you post the bear's reaction and say, this is how bad the bear is. And that's bullshit, man. It is indeed. And I can't imagine, you know, like I said, the talk toxicity of our city of our city system of a down you probably don't know that song no i do not anyway the toxic relationship they've had for apparently decades dude that's gonna be hard you know i don't feel for anybody or i do feel i mean for like him his son his mom their family like that sucks that that's now a public thing because I'm sure it's been hard enough privately, you know. Exactly, and yep. I just hate that I I'm pretty sure a lot of people, especially in the Christian little realm, will jump to conclusions and and hopefully they don't. Maybe I'm the asshole and judging people for that, but. Well, so we both know the way that the church reacts and responds to stuff like this. As a whole. I mean, yes. as a whole. But what would you say should be the Christian response in seeing something like this? Uh, first off, grace. Second off, empathy. Because that's got to be tough, man. If, like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm beating the bush here, but like, or the dead horse or whatever the saying is. like. <clears throat> if it's that toxic and has been, that's got to be tough, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just between him and his father. Like, that's the mom, I'm sure brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, grandparent. Like, I don't envy that. I don't, I mean, that's, I don't wish that on people. That's got to be tough. So, like, Grace, empathy, sympathy, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, pray for all of them to, you know, not have that toxic relationship or for some kind of breakthrough, you know? And, f- you know, fuck the music part. Like, that's entertainment. And yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's because it's Christian and it's gospel. It's not. Yeah, it is. 
Just like, well, I'm going to take it back to Carmen. Oh, boy. Bringing it back. I'm about to see some more here, feathers. Here comes another feather. <laughs> you asked for it. Carmen was comes. a Christian entertainer. And being interviewed about that, he said, yeah, I don't regret entertaining people at all. I want people to see how awesome it is to be a Christian. How fun it can be. The amazing sacrifice that we get to live in and the fact that if I do say fuck or if I flick someone off or if I have a weak moment in my marriage or flick or whatever the case it is, if I get drunk tomorrow night, man, being a Christian's awesome thing. Let's celebrate that. Why would I want to hide that under a bushel? He didn't say that verbatim. I just am kind of amplifying what he said but that's basically what he's saying you know i didn't see a feather come on Carmen, where you at what was that song y2j oh my god a2j addicted to jesus (laughs) a2j a2j i'm trying to remember the hand thing it was like a two and then the pinky did the j yeah or maybe it was language. a yeah, yeah yeah it was it was upside down fingers a up uh right side up fingers peace sign two and then pinky did the j God, pretty sure that was so it. message oh me if God. i'm wrong because i i it's been freaking a long time ago all right well, I agree with you, bro, that there obviously needs to be a lot of grace and empathy. Um, it, it's a shame that this stuff is now public um, because I think it forced Kirk Franklin to have a public response, right? I, I think that this will be a lot worse for him had he said to the, you know, had he come out on social media and said, Everybody mind your own damn business. This is my business, my family business, and we'll handle it in private. He he came out and gave a public apology and said, you know, I'm sorry I shouldn't have reacted like that. And and followed you know, it truth, up with a please keep my family in prayer. This is not easy. Yes. Yes. And and rightfully so. Um you know, I, I agree that it's probably not the healthiest way. Well, not probably. I know it's not the healthiest way to deal with your children. For sure. Uh, that being said, that was man to man. You know, he's 33 years old. That was man to man. So. Uh, and even that, man, like. Not all parents can take a bunch of shit all the time and not do something that maybe they. They even realize, like, okay, I reacted a little harsh on that. I'm sorry, but it just fucking pissed me off that you wouldn't eat your goddamn Cheerios or, like, whatever, you know? <laughs> eat the damn broccoli. We have this conversation yeah. every fucking night. It's just a green bean. <laughs> you know, you're human. You meet your wit's end at some point. Everyone gets exactly. there. Everyone gets there. Right. Just because you're famous, you're not above that. True. So we can't throw stones and be judgmental, you know, um, because we've all been there and we've all lost our temper. Hell, Jesus lost his temper in the temple, right? 
he he went off threw over tables and you know took a whip and kicked people out of the temple because he was so upset he was so angry and rightfully so it was a righteous indignation and yet he did not Uh, sin yet he did not sin and um you know, and I, I kind of look at the situation the same way. Like, we really don't know what the past history is that led up to that outburst. One thing's for sure is that uh, no healthy person goes from zero to ten at the snap of a finger, right? It's something that has pushed that person to that extent over years and years of trauma and pain. Well, and to that and, point, we didn't hear the beginning of the conversation or the end of the conversation. Well, sure, but I, I'm going beyond that. I, I'm just saying, like, even before the conversation happened, we don't know the extent of the trauma that was there before this conversation was even initiated. And so, therefore, we, we can't judge because we haven't been there and we don't know. Uh, and And even if someone told you the story, you still wouldn't have the credibility as an individual to judge because you weren't there. So, uh, so we got to love that brother and we got to, we got to pray for him and pray for his family uh, 100% because, you know, there's obviously some deep rooted stuff that needs to be dealt with. But I I think uh, it shouldn't just stop there with him. I think this is a, we can learn something out of this situation. I really do. I think there's some lessons here, some nuggets that we can take away. And and one is that just fuck Kirk Franklin. All right. Just take him out of the picture. Just look at people in general and people in general. When we see people blow up or have a temper or be angry or something like that, we should approach from that same perspective that, you know, we don't know. And therefore our response should be of compassion and love because it is, it, it really does take that kind of love and kindness in order to diffuse that anger and to, and to be of help to them. <laughs> You're silly. <laughs> oh, Sean is taping. It's <laughs> typing out the the title for this episode. <laughs> we can change it. It just this. hit me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad because I I wasn't thinking of the title. That's a good title. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, just people just aren't, uh, anger is always a secondary emotion. And if you can just remember that point alone, that'll help you be a little bit more compassionate with people. Anger is never the first. It's not. It just doesn't work that way. It's a uh, byproduct of other emotions that are there underneath the surface. And if we have the compassion and the patience to be able to... uh, the compassion and the patience to be able to deal with that person, uh, we will be more successful in diffusing the anger and getting to the real meat of the issue. Uh, and then we can be helpful. 
I mean, the fact is that the church is supposed to be the light, right? And the things that are hidden under the surface are necessarily darkness. We, we need to be able to shed some light, share some light in that darkness in order to rescue others, to become part of the rescue, you know, put out the fires and, wow, um, wow. and show the love of Christ in this earth. If we just run away from people that have anger issues or if we just judge them as being, you know, angry assholes and never like it, so so last night we were outside a bonfire and we talking about the neighbors that are moving away and the husband has an issue with me right he doesn't like me and we've talked privately about the reasons why he don't like me um uh, but I, I was saying to a couple of neighbors that came over for the bonfire just they just stopped by because they saw us outside and the lights on and the fire going i said you know I know he's a very angry person. He's very, he's got his own issues going on right now. Um, I'm not mad at the dude. I've just uh, resolved that we, we don't have to be friends, but we also don't have to be enemies. That's the conclusion that I came to. And, and with that conclusion, I've been able to be more compassionate when it comes down to him and his family, like regardless of, you know, whatever he might say about me or, uh, how he treats me or treats my wife, you know, we, we say hello, just ignore us. Don't say anything back, you know, stuff like that. It's all petty shit. It's all very, very small, petty shit. And we know that the root of the issue is not the Heinz family. It's whatever it is that you got going on in your head and your heart and your past and all your shit that you just stuffed down and haven't dealt with. And, you know, we were the last feather, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) that broke the camel's back. Um, I'm willing to take things from a more compassionate point of view. And frankly, because I need that same compassion. Like, people, don't forget that you're flawed as well. And that if you meet people's failures with judgment, you reap the same thing. But if you show compassion and the love of Christ, your failures and your shortcomings will be met with compassion as well. And I truly believe that. That when you exercise grace, more grace comes your way. When you exercise compassion, more compassion comes your way. But if you're just a judgmental asshole, that's all you're going to ever get from people. Because it stinks. It comes off of you, out of your pores, your judgmental, critical attitude. It comes out of your pores. And that's how people will deal with you. Because that's the way that you deal with people. If you want something different, you have to do something different. You want grace and you have to show it. You want compassion, you have to show it. You want kindness, you have to show it. It's, this shit's just not free. It doesn't just come to you just because you think you're a good person. You're an asshole. And that's what you'll get. Asshole behavior back to you. If that's the way that you want to live your life. So I, I think it's some good nuggets that we can take out of this as a church. And, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in decisions. I think that 
every change in our lives, every change in our behavior is a result of a decision. And even though you make that decision doesn't mean that you're going to just all of a sudden change. You're going to fail in your efforts. But the thing is, is that you'll get better the more you try. The more effort you put in, the easier it becomes later on. But it starts with the decision to be different, to think different, to believe different, and to act different. It's a decision that we all have to make. So that's my two cents. Word. <clears throat> yeah, I think A social media. Two J. Addicted to Jesus. A two J. Pinky. There you go. I think that social media doesn't help things. And it's just no. super easy to take someone who is, you know, <clears throat> quite famous and then it's almost like it it we don't maybe realize it as it being this but we get something out of being like haha you're horrible <clears throat> and the flip side of that is well i would never do that so then we kind of feel better about ourselves while judging this other person in this situation, whatever it is, not even just Kurt Franklin, but you know, what the social media part is, I guess my point is making it so easy these days to remove yourself and remove the scenario and remove the moment. Cause it's easy to be like watching a video and be like, I'd never talk to my son like that, mm-hmm. but you don't like, you're seeing a little snippet of these people's lives. And then you're judging this whole, like their entire entities on this, like, you know, nine minute video. And it's like, you can't do that shit. Like we could do that with anybody, me, you, anybody like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's crazy how that's a thing these days. Yeah. I mean, people love drama. And there's a whole lot of people out there that are that are filled with such low self-esteem that oftentimes the only thing that makes them feel better is, you know, pointing the finger at somebody else. Well, like it's a very common thing with bullies, right? Seeing other that's people what bullies hurt do. and suffer. Yeah. And lose. That's, that's what bullies do. <laughs> yep. That's what they do. Because they, it's like, okay, I'm not the only one. Or, you know, whatever the thought process may be. Um, yeah, it's a, sad, it's a sad thing, man. It's like laughing at someone else's plight makes you feel better because you're that shallow and loathsome of a person. The drama is what sells, for sure. That's what gets the clicks. That's what gets the likes. If you, you got one video that's you know, uh, a positive one and one that's a negative one. It is human nature that we just go for that negative one. And that's the one that we're going to comment on. And that's the one that we're going to like and share the most because it's negative. Like those studies have been done over and over and over again, because drama is what sells. 
you know. I mean, take this virus, for instance. There's more information about this virus and about, uh, you know, like we talked about the last podcast, you know, the, the dude who had a picture of his face on his mask. <laughs> you know, everybody's mask crazy. Everybody's crazy about all this shit. And there is little to no information out there. Very, very little information out there about the truth of the matter of what's required in order to beat this thing. A healthy diet, you know, cleanliness, vitamin D and zinc, all the healthy shit that you need to be vitamin C, all the healthy shit that you need to be doing on a daily basis to keep your immune system up. They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about all this other shit. And how bad it is. Because that's what sells. That's what's going to get people's attention the most. You tell me I got to be healthy and lose some LBs. I don't want to hear that shit. You know, they don't want to hear that like 86% of the people that have died from this virus have been obese. Nobody wants to hear that. They don't want to hear that. So... And I just made that number up. It's pretty high, but fake news. Don't quote me on the don't quote me on the eighty six percent. It's up there though. It's very, very high. It's very, very high. It really truly is somewhere around eighty percent. Um those numbers are fact. But not the eighty six. Don't quote me on that. So um that's the shit that sells, man. People love drama. And it's sad. It's just a sad state of affairs of our of our culture. Um, well, people have drama when it doesn't affect them. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> no doubt about it. That's like, <clears throat> sorry. That's why I like to hate watch The Bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Prime example. Seriously though, yeah. All of their oh my god, today has been the toughest day. And I'm like, why? Because you got pampered, help, flew in a helicopter with a guy and made out with him and went on on a safari. Oh, yeah, your day's been so hard. It's been the worst day of my life. I love making fun of those people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on this show. Oh, it's just so tough. But at the end of the day, I don't know what they're going through. But I do think it's not that tough. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Plus you signed so. up for it, just saying. <laughs> you really did. Acting like you don't know what The Bachelor is. I had no idea it was going to be this hard. Oh, you never watched The Bachelor? You just decided to go on it? Okay. I hate The Bachelor, but I love hate watching it. Yeah. Side note, there's two Bachelorettes. Oh my god, never been done. It's probably because the last dude wrecked The Bachelor. Hmm. Well, since nobody cares about that, let's... uh, (laughs) So many people care, Michael. So many. Give a shit about The Bachelor. 
or bachelorette. <clears throat> I haven't seen any feathers. I'm bored. We should wrap this up. We're going to wrap this up because I don't want to keep talking about the bachelor or the bachelorette. You don't know how hard um, it is, though. I'll tell you how hard it is, Tuts. Hey, oh. So uh, check us out at unchurchpodcast.show. Tuts. And, uh, <laughs> what are you, 80? <laughs> yeah. Back in my day. <laughs> I'm an old man, dude, when it comes down to those sayings. I love them. Uh, our email and Twitter and Instagram is there as well at unchurchpod. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Uh, did you hear about this or was it your first time hearing about it with me? We heard about it together at the same time. Uh, let us know what you think, what you think the church's response should be and, and, uh, and what you think of the drama and, and Kirk Franklin taking ownership and apologizing in the end. I don't want you to um, let us know. No, don't tell us. I don't care. Don't do it. All right. Don't email us. Don't check out our website. <laughs> if you do, it's a bad thing. Don't do it. Don't even don't even go to unchurchpodcast.show. You're not going to like right. what you see anyway. There's no point in going. All right. So while Sean refreshes his drink, uh, I want to say thanks for listening. We love you long time. <laughs> no, we don't. We fucking hate you long time. I don't even know why you listen to this podcast. Don't ever listen to another episode. That's how we're going to get more followers because everyone's like, you can't tell me no. I will go to your website. I will listen to your next episode. <laughs> All right. It means the world to us, that's for sure. No, it doesn't. We don't even care. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, peace. But seriously, check us out.